In my prior missives, I was given to addressing you as the blessed brethren of the council. This I shall do no more. It is clear to me now that you are not blessed, but cursed. This is the truth I have learned in my study of the testament of Alwyn Scribe, the truth for which you sent assassins to kill me. Now I find myself a homeless, wandering pauper, rich only in unwanted truth, the only weapon left to me, and wield it I shall. Previously I related how Alwyn Scribe had risen from Whorehouse Orphan to trusted lieutenant of the risen martyr Everdeen Colain. It was a long road, marked by betrayal, violence, and the accumulation of secrets, two being of greatest import. Firstly, King Thomas Algathanet was the bastard son of his champion, Sir Albert Baldry, and therefore an illegitimate occupant of the throne of Albemaine. Secondly, the supposedly divine resurrection of Everdeen Colain was not, in fact, the work of the Seraphile, but achieved through the arcane agency of a Kerith mystic known as the Sackwitch. I further detailed how the risen martyr had been kidnapped and subjected to a fast trial by an alliance of covenant clerics and Albemaine nobility. It was the intervention of Alwyn's scribe and his duel with Sir Althus Laval that freed her, together with the assault launched by her loyal soldiers of the Covenant Company and a mass of devotional churls. And so to the Chavine Forest they fled, carrying a grievously injured Alwyn. Alwyn's recovery was slow. His principal injuries suffered at the hands of Sir Althus, leaving him at the mercy of recurrent, agonizing headaches. His slumber was also tormented by dreams of his perverted and justly murdered associate Urshel, a phantom given to speaking curiously accurate visions of future travails. This brief period of woodland skulking was interrupted by the arrival of Everdeen's father, Lord Altheric Cullain, bearing an invitation to parley from King Thomas. Despite misgivings, Alwyn advised her to agree, and the Covenant Company set out for the cathedral city of Atheltor. The sojourn was marked by an accumulation of devotional souls, adding greatly to the number who had flocked to Everdeen's banner during her interlude in the forest. The outcome of the parley at Atheltor is well documented, and therefore requires only a brief summation. Everdeen received formal recognition as a risen martyr after swearing fealty to King Thomas. Now bound by her oath to the crown, Everdeen was obliged to accept King Thomas's commission to travel to the troubled duchy of Alundia. Once there, she would occupy the ruin of Walven Castle as a means of demonstrating the authority of both king and covenant. Before setting off, Alwyn sought knowledge of Alundia at the Covenant Library, where he was reacquainted with Ascendant Arnibus, the cleric who had overseen the fast trial of the risen martyr. Finding his suspicions stirred by the cleric's cryptic allusions to the Sackwitch, Alwyn attempted to force more information from him, only to be interrupted by Princess Leonor, sister to King Thomas. During this meeting, Alwyn divined that the princess was chiefly responsible for keeping her brother on the throne via a network of spies. During the journey to Alundia, Alwyn's dreams continued to be troubled by visitations from the odious Urshel. Roused by the pestilent ghost's warning, Alwyn woke in time to save himself and Everdeen from an attack by hired assassins although the identity of their employer remained a mystery. Arriving at the Alundian border, Everdeen and Alwyn endured a tense meeting with Duchess Celine Corsair, wife of Duke Olberharth, and Lord Rulgarth Corsair, the Duke's brother and commander of his host. It is clear they were not welcome in this land. Undaunted, Everdeen led the Covenant Company on to Walden Castle, finding it in a parlous state of repair.
Nevertheless, Everdeen ordered reconstruction of the stronghold and began patrolling the surrounding country. Alwyn and Willem Dornmal, former lord and childhood friend of Everdeen's, now commander of her mounted guard, discovered a burnt-out shrine and several pilgrims slaughtered by fanatical Lalundian heretics. Hunting down the miscreants, they captured some and killed the others, freeing the lone survivor of the pilgrim massacre, one Mistress Yulina, referred to by Alwyn subsequently as simply the Widow. Shortly after, Lord Rulgarth arrived with a sizable host, demanding the captives be turned over to his custody. Alwyn is clear that the Risen Martyr's subsequent actions were driven by a desire to bring the smoldering crisis in Olinda to a head. She allowed the vengeful widow to execute the captives, hanging them from the castle walls, and leaving Lord Rulgarth no option but to lay siege or cede to the authority of the crown.